Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. After our URC Italian Rugby road trip, we shake off those Spritz hangovers to talk about the massive double wins for Zebre and Benetton. Well, we took one hell of a spritzing. <laughs> one hell of a spritzing. All in the name of rugby. It's a hard life. What a weekend. How are you feeling, coach? Um, feeling delicate, emotional. We are days on from the weekend, guys. Well, I took a week. So I, <laughs> I drank for an entire week, basically. That's true, actually. You were out there for about a week. so in, On many rooftops and in many Irish bars. You did them both. I'm a man of everything. <laughs> and I'm recovering from food poisoning. So the weekend really hit me exceptionally hard. I don't think you got food poisoning there. I think you got food poisoning when you came back and ate some dodgy cheese the night that we flew. British cheese. None of that delicious Italian cheese we had. British cheese will do it to you. You know what else will get you like that? Scholar's Bar. It will. I went in there. Did you have a I great time? I retraced your steps. I loved that. <laughs> of course. Guinness was great. Guinness was great. They do what? stash. Did you know that, Eddie? Yeah, I'm not buying that. What, Scholar's Bar stash? Who's buying yeah. that? There were a few sales in front of me. What? Were they you? Yeah. Well, they say it's Mainly the best Americans. Irish pub outside of Ireland. And it's so popular that the Six Nations Trophy actually visited that pub. That's Big madness. Deal. By who? By the Irish? Yeah, Johnny Sexton took it there. The great bar. Anyway, about our weekend... What we dubbed the Super Rugby Weekend, but we can't really call it that because that's a whole tournament in itself. Yes. Our URC Italian Rugby Road Trip. What a weekend. Coach was out there from the beginning of the week. He did Rome, he did Florence, and then we picked him up in Parma. We went to Modena and then the fun started. Well, the Modena was fun, but then the rugby fun started once we picked Coach up from the train station in Parma, went to our hotel and then made our way to the Stadio Lanfranchi to watch Zebre Parma win their first game in 28 games. In 18 months, a year and a half, April 2022 was the last time those fans, those players, that team felt a win. And we thought they could win. We said last podcast we thought they could win. But what a bit of luck because we didn't book this because we thought this was the one they were going to win when we initially booked no. it. We booked it because this was the only time all season that Zebre Palmer and Benetton Treviso were playing at home on the same weekend. So we could go to one game one day and then drive the next day to the next game. And we saw them both win. And how often do the two Italian franchises win on the same weekend? Well, not in a year and a half. At least. So. <laughs> but there you go. It was fantastic. Maybe they can do it again this week. I think they can. I think Zebre Palmer at home against Cardiff. I think that's an absolute target. An absolute yeah, target. They should make that two from two. Benetton away at Glasgow. Well, last time they were in Glasgow, famously, infamously, didn't go very well. We went with my dad. He forgets that he watched a rugby match. He just thinks we took him to Glasgow for a Tex-Mex. 
so they've got just for context um Benetton were nilled in that game it was utterly depressing. I think it was 35 nil something like that maybe even we left and there was an Italian security guard who just cornered us and started complaining at us about what he'd seen <laughs> because there was some Benetton fan security guard at Glasgow but so that's a tough game that's a tough game but it's one they're going to have to try and take they've got two tough games now and I think well, we'll see how they do. Well, that's uh, it. They've, they've already got, won. They've got the squad for it. They've won an away game already this season, and that's what they had to do was to break that spell from last season. So it's all in their heads. Obviously, Glasgow are a very good team. Glasgow and Edinburgh, two weekends running. It's quite funny. I asked them if they stay there for the week, but no, they come home. Although you'd think that feels like a lot of travel when you could just stay there for a week. Yeah, but what are the flights? The flights are what's a Venice or Treviso to Scotland. You're looking at a three-hour flight yeah. or yeah, and then you seven days of staying in a hotel. Yeah, fine, 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 fine. Um, so, yes, it, it will be tricky, but it's kind of all there's to play for. They should go out and win it. But let's look at our, our the start of our weekend with Severy's first win. We got there. Oh, my goodness. What lovely people we met on our road trip. What lovely people. And I will say we're not going to talk too much about the details of the game. Should we tell them why? Yes. And we're also <laughs> going to rush through this a tiny bit because we're putting together a video vlog, as the TikTokers call it, about our trip. I'm pretty sure by saying video vlog, you're saying video, 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 vlog. <laughs> video, video. Yeah. A vlog. We're putting together a modern day VHS diary. <laughs> of our events and we can't talk too much about the Zebra Palmer game Why? because we didn't watch all of it because we were spending most of our time filming or what I was trying to do I was trying to get the crowd going I was like a cheerleader he was <laughs> Eddie was busy being a cheerleader coach was busy being a cameraman I have new skills to add to my CV now world-class videographer mm -hmm. um, magic capturer <laughs> Photographer. Car mechanic, but we'll talk about that later. Car mechanic. Um, <laughs> dream weaver. Okay, right. Brain this in. Um, but yes, Coach captured some magic and it was his first time as a cameraman and he had a swanky new phone that he spent the entirety of the weekend dropping on its face. Um, but he captured a lot of magic. Filled us with confidence when he said he would film it and then in the same sentence asked if we had a power pack because the <laughs> battery runs out quite quickly. And also sort of wasn't sure whether to film in landscape or portrait, which considering most of our content, the vast majority of our content is for socials, I thought was um, concerning from our cameraman. Yes. Yeah. But if we look at the positive side of things, one of the bits of footage he filmed at Zebra Palmer has been shared and it's basically gone viral. Mm. He's a superstar mm. of the camera world. I mean, it's got between the two, Zebra Palmer have shared it and the URC shared it. They both collabed, well, no, the URC collabed with us on it and Zebra Palmer and S15 who are in it, we sent it to them and they shared it. Anyway, it's got about 4,000 likes. It's been viewed just on the URC one. It's been viewed more than 50,000 times. So, you know, these are new skills that he's got. Yeah. What's the award they give, like, really great cameraman? Darwin Awards. <laughs> Always thought Coach is going to win a Darwin Award. You can win both that and the Getty Awards. Is that the one you're going for, then? 
I mean, I've already applied. Great. Um, <laughs> please, if anyone is listening, please, uh, please vote for me. I thought I thought I captured magic. I ca- I also captured a crying man. You did. We haven't shared the crying man. There's loads of footage oh. we have not shared yet. So keep your ears to the ground and your eyes peeled. But yes, we. So unfortunately, we were so busy with all of the wonderful kind of um, hospitality and exclusivity that Zebra kindly, kindly gave us. The actually the game itself, we did manage to watch bits of it, but we just. I always find that actually, even when you're just there to watch a game at the stadium, you don't really. You focus on the individual moments, but the overall feeling of the game, it's just so much easier to follow when you're watching from TV. But there you are. Let's talk about it because Zebra won their first game. We were there. It was ecstatic. I think what made them win it, and we talked about it beforehand um, when we were having a few drinks with some of the players and coaching staff, Zebra have shown that they can attack and that they have flair and they can score tries from everywhere this season. What they really needed to show was their defence and their defence won that game. Well, I think Luke and Amarisi in the centres, that's a really brick wall of defence. They conceded the least penalties out of anyone in the URC this season. They conceded three penalties in the this, first this half. This round. This round, season. sorry, in round four. They conceded three penalties in the first half, only one penalty in the second half. Incredible. Absolutely on fire. They didn't score any tries, which was unusual for them, but... They made all their kicks, three of them Priscintelli, one of them Jacopo from the halfway line, and that was enough to win it. And that's it. That's If you put in a great defensive shift and you don't give away penalties, that's how you win a game. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I know that they were down in the first half. It was looking yeah. quite sketchy, let's be honest. Let's well, put some intrepidation was, I think it. what was sketchy was that during that first half, they were so clearly on that try line, ready to score, ready to score. Eddie got his phone out a million times, like trying to film the crowd behind us, ready for the like roar of yes when they scored a try and they they just didn't, they kept not. Just got loads of footage of Zebra Palmer fans looking really nervous and anxious because it just never came. But I'm just looking at the defensive stats now. Zebra Palmer had 54% of the territory. Both Zebra Palmer and the Sharks made 149 tackles Exactly. Wow. Both Zebra Palmer and the Hollywood Bet Sharks missed 13 tackles. Exactly. But what won Zebra Palmer the game was that they conceded four penalties to the Hollywood Bet Sharks 15. Wow. There you go. It's how you win and lose games. This game's so tight. Possession 51% to 49%. Yeah. But it was superb. And I think they can do it again this weekend. I really think they do. When they, at the end, there were the scenes of massive emotion, but there was also a, a sense of, yeah, that's been a long time coming. Yes. We deserve that. And it's relief. And on we go. They weren't sort of wandering around the pitch as if they'd won the World Cup. It was more like, yeah, great. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, I agree. Cardiff are sitting a couple of places below Zebra in the table right now. It is all to play for. And they just need to get that feeling of like, right, we've shook off this demon. It's gone now. This losing streak is gone. We've spoke about it week after week after week. And they've done it now. It kind of feels like it hasn't it hasn't really sunk in that they've mm. done it because we've spoken about it for so long. But I really like the attitude that we saw. I like what David Cece was telling us afterwards about how this team is young and they go out and they lose. And then they spend all week kicking the shit out of each other. 
to try and win the next week. And it's just relentless and it's non-stop. Their heads never go down. They just come back on Tuesday and they just batter each other to try and win the next one. I think, you know, let's face it, the weekend we just had, Cardiff, one of the four Welsh provinces, first time ever that all the Welsh provinces lost in the same round. At home, all of them. At home. Nuts. So I'm just saying that it's a massive opportunity. Yeah. And it was a ma- we said it last week, it was a massive opportunity. Zebra Palmer took their opportunity this weekend we just had, and they can do it again. And what I think is super exciting is they've now shown that they can defend. So put those two things together, put the defense together from last week with the amazing attack that we've seen from Zebra and that we know they have. Oh, can you imagine what exciting rugby we might see? Yeah, and I think that's possible with Priscintelli at 10 and Pani, who defensively maybe wasn't as strong in the last games, but attackingly is very strong. Yeah. He's got a massive boot, so it might be their best of both worlds there. Yeah. But if you think the Zebra players are hard, you should meet their fans. <laughs> I mean, for real, though, let's actually talk about their fans. Let's mention all the wonderful people we met, but a special shout out to Greg, the we call him. I don't, can you say the Zebra Ultras guy? Because like he, he I mean, he told us himself. He was like, I was just sitting in the stadium a couple of years ago because this thing, this sort of body he's created has only existed for about a year. And he was like, everyone's so quiet, kind of like you, Eddie. He was like, I just, I felt like, you know, we're Italian. We need to make noise. Like the French make noise. Like we need to make noise. And so he basically started this thing. Mediterranean rugby. Mediterranean rugby called Est 155. We have to ask him, Greg, if you're listening, why 155? I forgot to ask him this. But yeah, established 155. And they're like just the hardcore Zebra fans who are on the other, sit in the other stand, in the corner, have a massive flag shout and scream throughout the whole game. Massive flag. Massive Eddie flag. Izzard would love it. <laughs> they did not shut up the whole game. That flag is the size of a battleship. Yeah. It's, and then at the end, they had their flares ready to go. Imagine how many games yeah. those flares have been brought to and get I put back that. in the bag. I thought that. Imagine how many games they've had them ready to go. At the end, I was gripping the rails. I was so nervous. I was going nuts. I was trying to... I was like, ah! And then somehow these guys with their drum and their flag, but they still had an element of calm about yeah. them because they are so battle-hardened. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And actually some of their chants, which, you know, as Benetton fans, and we sort of said, like, we are originally Benetton fans, but for this weekend, and maybe moving forward, we're now Zebra fans. Um, and as they... well, not not instead of. Oh, yeah, as well, as well. But I did also tell Greg that when he comes to Treviso on the 30th, I will give him a polite and friendly and affectionate kicking. Yes, you did. You got The more drunk you got, the more you were acting out how you were going to kick him. It was very visual. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't take him. He's tough. He's a tough nut. He's a tall man. <laughs> but on the floor, he's not a tall man. No, that's what they all say. Everyone's small when they're lying down. <laughs> but what was I saying about the... Oh, so and Greg was saying, well, the Benetton fans, all they chant is the same, Leoni, Leoni. How am I struggling? Wow, Leonie, Leonie, <laughs> Leonie. Leo is struggling he's to not, do the he's, he's not. He's not wrong. But he's that's not that, wrong. That's our favourite chant. It's the only chant. They had a million songs they were putting out, and one of them was Noi ci crediamo. Na 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 na. Noi ci zebre. 
I can't remember it, but basically it was like they just had a load of chants and one of them was like, we believe. And so imagine how many times they've sung, we believe, we believe, we believe. And they go back to that stadium week after week after week to watch their team lose. And I was just so happy for them all. Well, he says at the end, what normally happens is, and we heard this from David Cece as well, what normally happens at the end, they go over, the players go over after they've lost, the fans sing them a song, there's mutual respect, and they sort of say, next time, next time, you'll get them next time, keep going. Mm. And so that's why this time there was so much excitement from the players to go over and share that moment with the fans that turn up week in, week out. They bring the flag, they bring the drums, 18 months of not winning. And then finally you see the players there jumping over the barriers to celebrate with their fans. Absolutely beautiful. It was, it was really moving, really emotional, really just so special. And of course the party went on well into the night and we, we followed that party. We followed that party. And that'll all be on our vlog. I made some best friends. I think I might actually be best man at Lakata's wedding. Uh-huh. I feel like I've made a friend for life. How there. does that make you feel, Coach? Coach is a uh, what's it called? A serial, a serial best man. I taught him everything he knew. You've got to be friendly to be a best man. You know, maybe me and David Cece will go backpacking now. Maybe up the mountains, broke back in it. Is he? A, <laughs> is he a mountain hiker? I don't know. Oh, I thought you had a story. Instead of being best man, I'm just going to choose other things. Inviting you know? himself to their trekking holidays. Well, we've got footage of this, this new relationship. You were a dog with a GoPro. A dog. I was. To be fair, Eddie wouldn't shut up. It was definitely not Coach's initiative. I've, got, I've not got the best camera, so all I could do is point at stuff and say, film that, <laughs> film that. That was the weekend. Film that. It was actually, I know like we had a great time. We did have a great time, but it really did feel like quite hard work at times, guys. I'm glad I had a holiday before I went. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that would have sucked. That's it was like, really intense. holiday of the week. It was yeah, just great. Eddie bullying us to like, go Blaze, film that, go over there, get that was... guy, speak to that guy. Like, we were just all over the place, but we had an amazing time. Um, and thank you to 15 for hosting the after party. Amazing, the, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much to George oh. for treating us so well, Simone for treating us so well, yeah. everyone. It was absolutely fantastic. And we cannot wait for the derbies this Christmas. They're going to be amazing. Yeah. So then we leave Palmer on an absolute high. Mm -hmm. Or do we leave? Because <laughs> we were staying in a hotel in town and we'd rented a very nice car. That sounds so showy off I was so shocked by how affordable the Alfa Romeo um, 4x4 was that we got it. We were eating up the miles. Remember, we flew into Milan, then we went down to Modena, then we go to Parma, then we're driving to Treviso and dropping off there. And I was really impressed with this. We had, we're doing about, you know, 800 kilometers or something. So it made sense to have a comfortable car. You know, Coach likes his comfort. I do. So we're leaving the hotel. I don't know. Coach would have been happy in a Fiat 500. He wouldn't. He called it a hairdresser's car. <laughs> He's still sat in it willingly. <laughs> so anyway, I picked this car up from the car park next door to the hotel, put it outside the hotel. We're loading in our bags. It's got one of those lovely buttons at the back that you press and then the, the boot shuts because, you know, we're high end stuff. And then as soon as that boot comes down, you hear this locking sound and we're locked out of the bloody car. 
We've got to be in Treviso in three hours. We've got the hospitality. We're going in. Got to sample that and then watch the game. And the engine's on. The keys are in the car. All our crap is in the car. Oh, yeah. All our suitcases. Every single thing we own. (laughs) And the car is locked. Grazie mille, Alfa Romeo. I would like to say that Eddie had the cheek just before we were packed up. That I requested, no, informed that I was going to the toilet. And all I got was a sigh, an eye roll, a dismissed gesture. And then when I come back from the toilet, he turns to me and goes, I've got the keys in the car. (laughs) I think that would delay us. I think that would delay us a bit more than my toilet break. I'm looking at the car. And I know the nearest set of keys to that car are in Milan. <laughs> and so we tell, luckily, the garage is right next door, as in not the Alfa Romeo garage, and God forbid, no one at our car rental company, which I still use again, by the way, because it's very cheap. Um, <laughs> no one is picking up the phone. And this person says, it's okay, I know a guy. The people in the parking. She owns a car park. So yeah. this has obviously happened to her before. And she told us earlier on, when we, when we first turned up, she put the keys on the bonnet of the car and said, we leave the keys outside the car because some of them lock. And we were like, what are you doing? Leaving the keys on like, the outside of the car? You fool. All right, weird, whatever, I trust you. Oh, my God, the whole thing was like the what most stressful was, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Anyway, the back door was about half a centimetre open. But you couldn't open it. You couldn't open it, all right? But we didn't want to push it shut because... Maybe when the locksmith turned up, that might be our saving grace that he could fit a tool in that tiny little gap and fix it. Yeah. And then, you know, the locksmith turns up. Quite. He did a pretty good job. I mean, he was there in about, what, 25 minutes? 20 minutes yeah. from her calling him? But then Coach put on his Superman outfit, <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> like pushed it, forced it shut. Forced it shut. Took initiative, didn't ask anyone if it was a good idea. We would have said no. (laughs) Did it. And then all of a sudden, as soon as that door was shut, the engine was on again and he opened the front door. It just unlocked. And this man literally was walking towards the car with his toolkit. And we were like, oh, no. (laughs) But also, oh, yay. But he gave you the confidence. He did. He did. You wouldn't have done it if he hadn't shown up. I worked it out. Well, what worried me was earlier on when we were still scrambling for ideas and like fully freaking out because in all of this kerfuffle, I tried calling, should we name them? Let's not name them. The car hire company. We're still arguing with them about a couple of Yeah, they were, because of this, we were late dropping the car off in Treviso and they've charged me for an extra day. A very reasonable extra day. Okay, yeah, but it's still not okay. (laughs) No, we're we're arguing with that. I don't think we're going to win. Um, we are. It was their fault. They didn't pick up the phone when we were in like dire circumstances. Anyway, I tried calling them. I ended up calling the um, soccorso number, the emergency number. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're just going to have to, we're going to have to send someone from Milan to tow the car. Um, I was like, okay, can't you just send an apriparte, like a door unlocker, which is what the garage next door was said they'd send. No, 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 that's impossible. We're going to have to tow the car and you'll get it back on Monday. I was like, first of all, we're in Palma. Secondly, we're leaving on Sunday. Third, I'll 
suitcases are all in the car so obviously that's not a helpful solution so i hung up meanwhile coach is googling ways to get break into the car and he goes can we just get some duct tape do you think we can find some duct tape then i can like pull the window down at which point i'm going oh my god we're gonna break this car never get back in this is a disaster yeah but it wasn't and when he opened it i was like how about i was like because he put his phone on top of the car <laughs> and i'd seen him like looking at something at the front of the car with his phone earlier then i saw him put his phone on top of the car and he's like done it and i was like what's he done how's he connected his phone to the car <laughs> god he's he's a dark horse he can he's got some skills hasn't he but no it's not what he did he just shut the door and then opened it again anyway we ended up having to pay the locksmith 50 euros for his time and on we went to treviso we bargained him down as well. He wanted 60 for the car. I think out. it's fair because if we, he would have got us into that car and we would have got out. Yeah. Um, we stopped off at Coach's first ever auto grill. He loved that. Yeah. Don't Agreed. you love an auto grill? There's no better place to get prescription spectacles and a Juventus shirt <laughs> than an auto grill on the side of the motorway. I want one more thing. What else can you get there, Coach? An advent calendar. Uh, okay. some wine, you want some, some chocolates, cool super cool toys, super cool toys, train set, uh, Ferrari models, you, you know, you're obviously your paninis, your, your coffees, two liters of olive oil. Yes, many people seem to need olive oil in the outer grills. There you go, anyway. Yeah, so all in all, we got to Treviso fucking late, we had to drop the car off and check into our hotel car drop off was actually nowhere <sighs> near where it was meant to be then we there's nowhere to park it because the, our company ran out of space we parked it in some other rental companies space. anyway anyway we get to the stadium we were there in time for the game and everything as well but we missed out on nibbles and drinks beforehand which is a shame because as wonderful as palmer's hospitality was we were so focused on like all of the amazing access that they gave us I mean we got into the tunnel we got to like interview players on the pit it was just amazing that we didn't really like make the most of the wonderful hospitality like I didn't eat anything before so I was like guys I'm really looking forward to I drank a lot yeah I didn't I was trying to be professional I was like I'm really looking forward to when we get to Treviso just having like a really just like a fan day like not having to quote unquote work it was joyous but obviously we missed all of that because we had an issue with the car but at half time we went to the hospitality we met a great guy called ricardo and his mate luigi two great guys we also met their friend paolo yeah at the end and his adorable family Aww. so if you're listening driving to work because you said you listen in the car it was absolute bloody pleasure ciao, ciao ricardo ciao luigi it was so much fun we had the best the best half time onwards even the beginning of the game we saw the big we saw the whole game it just we missed out on the kind of pre-game energy but no ah oh, so fun to meet people and um, Benetton won and they saw it out yeah fortress third week in a row at home that Benetton have sold out the Stadio Minigo which is just superb yeah yeah it's massive it's almost like when you're you're like a band and the band becomes famous and you're like, no, this is my band. Yeah. What are you doing in here? This is my, my like this band. Yeah. Although we're probably like, uh, to we're, them. We joined really late to the party. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're what, like five, six years old? No, we're not proper. We weren't there when they were doing, you What's, know, pub gigs. Yeah. What would you call it? Like a groupie? No. If you're there from the beginning? A roadie? No. Groupies are people that shag the band. 
was a roadie? Roadie works for the band. Oh, was it was like a fan who was a fan from the beginning? There must be a name for that. I don't know. If you know, let us know. And Vanity. my dad, like status quo. Status quo, objectively not a great band. <laughs> but don't tell him that. And once I was with him and I said... I like status quo. <laughs> I, I, I was once with him in the car and I said, Dad, how many times did you, when you were young, did you see status quo live? And he said... I saw them eight nights in a row once, different parts of the country. <laughs> That's a fan. That's a fan. That's a fan. We're not Benetton fans. <laughs> made made a holiday out of it with his with his mates. Well, that's kind of what we did. Yeah. It is. It is. And what can I say about the Benetton game? Well, this is what I'm going to say about the Benetton game. And I said this throughout the Benetton game. Yes, Benetton got the win. However... Oh my God, if you are the Stormers coach, and maybe he told them to do this, but I would go shoot myself in the face because Whoa. the amount of times that Burnerton gave away a penalty and I sat there and said to both of you, if you're a dickhead, you kick for the line out. If you're not a dickhead, you take the points. How many points did they leave yeah, out Yeah, no, if, if they went for the corner, they, they probably won, but they did some seriously weird dicky I mean, no, things. If, if they went for you know, the... if they went for the points. But they did some seriously weird dicky things because yeah. they also, there was a bit where they were in their dead ball area and instead of putting it down, they sat there like prima donnas <laughs> waiting for Benetton to put pressure on them before they put it down. This is just before half time. And then eventually the Benetton players are like, oh, for God's sake, do I have to do this? Jokers. And they go up and then the Stormers try and run it from their own dead ball line, which obviously doesn't work. They kick it. I'm there. I'm incandescent with the rage. I'm like, you need to punish them for that. Screw them. Like, that is just not how this game is meant to be played. Comes back to Rhino Smith, who had just missed the penalty that put them in the dead ball line. And then he just drop goals it from about 45 metres out on the angle, turns around, takes his scrum cut off, doesn't even look at it, off to the hut for half time. And I'm like, damn straight, because that was really weird (laughs) behaviour. But yes, I feel like Benetton obviously saw the game out and a win is a win and it doesn't matter how you get it as Jake Pelledri said to us at the Zebra game he didn't care how they won they just needed to win and they did but I do feel like the Stormers I mean just terrible decision making if they'd kicked their points on all of those penalties we could be sitting here with a very different result yeah but they didn't Benetton as well really unclinical at so many points it's like the when they get a penalty, they go to the corner, they cock it up. They just, they, they just at the minute are cocking it up. They're cocking yeah. up. If it's not the kick, it's the line outs overthrown. It's the line outs not straight. It's if they could be precise in that area of the game, then they would see these games off much, much faster. It is concerning. But no, they just sort it out. But then also, you can say thing about Stormers because every time they went to the corner, Rutzer stole it. Yeah. Or they messed it up. Yeah. Or they went for a mall and Benetton just absolutely dominated. So I agree. I agree. I agree. But the, dif- but the difference I would say is that Benetton are their, their own worst enemies in terms of not taking the opportunities. Whereas the other way around, it's Benetton's defense that is just holding the fort over the last couple of games. So in defense, they're amazing. In attack, they get an opportunity. And obviously sometimes when it clicks, it's just beautiful to watch. But when it doesn't click, it's because they've fucked something up, not because the other team have defended amazingly or whatever. They like they get a penalty from a scrum and then they miss touch or they get a penalty yeah. and then they mess up the line out. Like it's their own errors. It's not that the other team are, are defending fantastically like they are when the other teams are on the attack. Yeah. But there you are. 
a win's a win, as we've said. The only, have we not said this yet, the only undefeated team of the URC. Benetton Rugby. It's been a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And yeah, just thank you to Italy for making it glorious. Parma, beautiful. I mean, guys, I feel like we should, we talk about all the various sponsorships. We should just have like the Italy Tourism Board sponsor us and we should go around being like, visit Italy. Because what is not to love? Amazing wine, amazing food. You get to watch rugby. The weather is glorious. Tell me, tell me who wouldn't want a, a super rugby weekend like that? Parma and Treviso are stunning cities. Anyway, this will all be on our vlog, our VHS <laughs> Dear Diary. If you sign up, we can post them to you, delivery within <laughs> yeah. seven to eight weeks. So we're looking forward to doing that and we'll put more detail on that of exactly how it went. We're looking forward to this weekend. They've picked a Zebra Palmer have picked their team. Obviously they kick off on Friday. I think it's an even better side really than what Dude. played. Yeah, I, I really like the change with the strong because they've put Priskin Telly back to 10 yeah. and they've put Panny at 15. So there's a real mix there as well of attack as well. But with the defense that you still have Luke and Marisi nice, yeah. in the centers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited. I look at that team and I think it can get a job done. Bear in mind that Jake Pelledri is not back at this team yet. And as David Cece told us, everyone told us, George Biaggi told us, David Cece told us, he's looking electric hot. Everyone Cece said Cece said he's basically folding people in half through a tackle bag at the yeah. minute in training. So when he comes back, that will add so much to this team. And the rumour is he should be back pre-Christmas, guys. That's word on the street that we got direct from the horse's mouth so and bg's i think playing the rugby of his life yeah i would agree with that i was also amazed at when the other players talk about bg the absolute affection they yeah. have for him he's doing something so right there because everyone everyone talks about luca bg as every palmer with love basically they absolutely love him you know what they maybe have so much respect for him and the fact that he stayed in italy they think he's the absolute king. Maybe we're looking at it a little bit through sort of rose-tinted spectacles because it was such a stunning, joyous evening with the win. But I got a really like wholesome, happy, confident vibe from all of the Zebra team. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and BG's doing his lineouts perfectly now at the yeah, minute. I really, I just really want it to click for them because I think well it has. They won. If they can do that again, this if weekend, they can make it two from two, guys, oh, oh that wouldn't it be great to go from a losing streak oh. to an actual winning streak? George said to us at the end, he was like, "Guys, next week, same clothes here again." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I wish, I so wish." That's George. George Biaggi, 119 caps for Zebra Palmer, who looked after us really lovely. Such a nice man. Um, but guys, we should actually wear the same clothes. I'm not superstitious, but yeah, let's do it. Unfortunately, we have a show, so we can't watch it live. I will. Oh, yeah. We're watching it live in the evening. Oh, I will wear all the clothes. Perfect. You wear all the, including the coat, and watch it indoors. <laughs> uh, final, final point. We were there twice before. We saw Zebra lose to Biarritz a couple of years ago, and we saw Italy play and beat Uruguay at the Stadio Linfranchi. And they've done wonders with the place. Anyone that hasn't been for a while, they've got a new pitch down. It looks absolutely yeah. glorious. They've got the electric LED boards all around the stadium. They look brilliant. It, they, it suddenly looks like a really premium stadium. Yeah. Whereas yeah, before yeah. it didn't, but now it looks high end. So it, it makes the trip out there even more worthwhile. It does. And if we think back to a couple of years ago, we would go to Treviso, a bit like what we were saying 
and it wasn't full. And that's just what Zebra need to do is start winning and they'll fill it. And that because that's what's happened. But I think Monique. they've got I think they they're gonna do well because the passion we saw from the players mm. and the fans and the fact that the players were also involved with Gregory and setting that up yeah. and supporting it. You know, I think they can, with wins, they can really get momentum going yeah. and get that fan base. Really I mean, supporting. at the end of the game, we were like, we need to go over to that corner, right? We oh, were like, yeah. that looks exciting. That's where we should be. Let's go make some noise with those guys in that corner. It was great. It was great. The final thing I will say is um, Eddie also really appreciated the Zebra stash shop. Yes, absolutely. They've got great kit in there. <laughs> great stash. Uh, they gave me a free key ring. That uh, stash, that counts. You want to, you know, get to my heart. And um, I've also been promised some stash, some XXL stash from one of the players. And I was like, don't worry, that's perfect. No, he said, don't worry, it would fit coach. Yeah. <laughs> he did. And then he hit me. <laughs> um, Eddie... So, David, if you're listening, I'm starting my regime now to put on the weight to fit your kit. Eddie literally <laughs> said, that's fine. For stash, I will gain 25 kilos in order to fit the stash. I will. I yeah. will. And I'll, I'll do it with pride. <laughs> so there might not be anything this week, but what made Coach mad this week? Well, I don't want to leave it on a downer, but, and I love, I love the town of Treviso, but they're taxis. No, you're right. You're absolutely I spot mean, on. I mean, they've got a bloody airport, a train station, a rugby club, and a beautiful city anyway. And getting a taxi there is, I don't know how to describe it. No, you're right. It's kind of a free-for-all for one, it's... even if you do ring ahead. But also, it's just there's not enough taxis. If you want to get, if you want to make a lot of money, go be a taxi driver in Treviso, because they need you. You call a number, you get an electronic answer, eventually someone picks up, you tell them where you are, they say, yep, yeah, taxi will come. You get told a number really quickly before they hang up. Yeah. So you've got to keep your eye out for what this random number is. <laughs> is it 49? Was it 39? I can't remember what she said. And then you hang around until it turns up. Yeah. But it's not like a taxi office. I, I can hear people saying like, well, that's just what it's like in the countryside or this town. Normally when you call a taxi company, it's a private company that picks up the phone and they know where their taxis are. Here you don't get that. It's a centralized system with an automated answering thing before you actually speak to someone. Yeah. And you can't order in advance. No, I don't think you can. And it's taxi, which is the app for like taxis in Italy doesn't exist in Treviso. Yeah. It's terrible. Every time, every time I'm like, Oh, I wish we just drove to and from the stadium, mainly back from the stadium after the game. It's always a nightmare. That might be quite difficult. Yeah, but every time... It's the, only, it's the only bad thing about that place. It is the only bad thing. I think you're right. And that made you mad. It did on the day, obviously. Yeah. Well, because you turn up at an airport, you expect there to be a taxi rank. Yeah. And then there was a taxi yeah. rank with no taxis in it. And then a couple of us waiting. And then a taxi turned up. And then someone hailed it and jumped in it who wasn't in the taxi rank. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't dampen my weekend. I, I thought we were lucky to be there because I thought we were still going to be in Parma watching someone beat up our rental car trying to get our stuff yeah. out. We did eventually get a taxi and um, we did deprive a, a man in a wheelchair of his. <laughs> did I, did, no, I 
which um, really which I'm I'm not proud of. But I think we were ahead of him in the queue. We were ahead of him. We were ahead of him in the queue. We would have never we got. We were in a real rush. Well, it sounds terrible, but there was a queue, and he wasn't on his own. But yeah, behind us there was a couple of people, and one of them was in a wheelchair, and we got the taxi before them. But we were ahead we of them were in the queue, and we were late. And they showed up yeah. just before the taxi arrived, so we'd been waiting like fifteen minutes for this taxi, and we were late. So I don't feel that bad. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel that I, bad. I don't feel bad, but okay. You know. It looked bad though. <laughs> it looked it a bit bad. The optics did not look great. We've, we've let the country down there a little bit. Uh, but they yeah. showed up literally sixty seconds. They didn't before. ask. They didn't. They, they, there was nothing from them. They, 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 they were perfectly happy waiting in like in their line. They knew they were next. It wasn't a big deal. But yes, the optics well, yeah. were not great at that moment in no. time. But it was the only thing we didn't film. That's true. So we're good. And that's what made Coach mad this week. All right, guys, I got to go. Yeah. Like and subscribe. The vlog will come out when we've done it. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, we've got lots of lots of stuff going out there on the socials. Yeah. Please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, if you don't already, because, um, yeah, we're posting some bits and bobs, a lovely interview with Jake Pledry, um, and just lots of silly things that we got did. got loads of jokey content with lots of players. We've got Lamaro, who started improvising. He was taking my jokes and rolling with them. He's an actor. We could cast him yeah, in one of our shows. Absolutely could. Lakata, Cece, Zambonin, Pledri, Pledri's dad, who has close <laughs> to 500 caps for Bristol. Nuts. How nuts is that? 500 caps. Right. We'll see you next week. We've got some massive games, and here's hoping it's another two from two for Zebra. If Benetton can beat Glasgow away, yeah. they oh. will be showing everyone that they are contenders, maybe not even just for the playoffs, yeah, but actually contenders for the tournament itself. Yeah. Exciting times. No, it's massive. It's so massive. The fact that they're unbeaten, you can be like, oh, but they've only played dickheads. They haven't. They've played massive games. Yeah. And this one, if they can do something special here, whew, let's see. And if Zebra Palmer can beat Cardiff, they will show everyone that they have well and truly turned a corner yeah. and are, as we've seen in the first four rounds, an actual quality outfit, which I do not doubt. Let's go. Andiamo. Like and subscribe. Share all our stuff. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Ciao a tutti. Ciao. Ciao.